Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Leon Vilfan. Leon, are you ready to do this? Yes, uh, glad to be here. Excellent, let's do this. Leon is an investment analyst. He's a portfolio manager and the chief investment strategist for Lahardin Financial. I'm excited to have you on. Leon, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um... Well, it's a, a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> topics to cover. Um, so, well, let's start with a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in uh, Slovenia. Uh, I uh, studied in uh, Austria. I studied finance, obviously. Um, and for the last couple of years, I've spent about half of my time uh, living in around Southeast Asia, uh, countries like Singapore, uh, Taiwan, uh, Malaysia and so on and um obviously uh, like like i mentioned i uh, studied finance and i um, and right now i work in finance i uh, i manage portfolios and i uh, analyze the stock market um was i always i always found financial markets interesting um even when i first uh, stepped into contact with with the S and P 500 and uh, the currencies, the forex exchange, uh, I immediately became intrigued with it. Um, specifically because um, I saw it as a problem. It's like this big problem that I that I could solve and you know obviously make some money out of it. Um, but it's really it um, it fit uh, very well with my character because I you know I I enjoy I'm extremely stubborn, first of all, and I enjoy when I when I see a problem like I have to, I have to get down to it. I have to come to the bottom of it. I have to solve it. Like I want stuff. It it has been, it's a double-edged sword because in certain um, in certain cases in my life it you know it hurt me and it definitely hurts me uh, when I have a an argument with my girlfriend. Sure. Uh, she doesn't like me being so stubborn, but. Um, you know, it's definitely helped me uh, in my career in finance. And I think um, anyone who's considering going down that path to work in the financial world, I think um, being a little bit stubborn um, helps because it's a, it's a profession. You have to be extremely dedicated to it. It's not, it's not something that's easy. No, I, 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 <clears throat> I, I can certainly... I can certainly understand that, and it is not something that's easy. And it seems like it seems like there's so many inputs that you need to be taken into consideration. And then you have things like COVID that you had no idea was going to happen, or, or you know, and stuff what's going on here in the United States right now that you know I I don't really know how that's going to impact the market. So I I guess you just have to be flexible and 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 take the new information and respond accordingly. Uh, yeah, and you have to be you have to be preparing yourself for every possible scenario. Whereas a lot I see a lot of new investors, retail investors, they they have one picture in mind. Like they you know they see they buy a stock, they see how it's gonna go up, and you know it's usually. It's usually 
it's not the problems. Um, it's more more often it's the it's the problems that you you think you know that surprise you and that they're not going to occur. Then you know some problems that just um, come out of the blue, like uh, like this COVID situation. And you know what I mean by that is is um, is what I see right now going on in the stock market is a lot of retail investors um, stepping in at this point when the market is extremely expensive, probably the most expensive it's been in, since the dot-com dot bubble. And they have this dogma that because central banks, the, the Federal Reserve, because they're pumping liquidity into the system, that nothing can happen. And I think, you know, that's what I mean when I say that it's usually the problems that you you know that um, and you think that are not going to occur that uh, that are the most detrimental to your success and yeah I see that happening right now with the Fed. What, what's your uh, thoughts about that? Well, that that certainly is is something that uh, I've been trying to trying to get my arms around, but I, I honestly I that is above my pay grade. I do not uh, I do not claim to be a an investment analyst or a portfolio manager by any stretch of the imagination. So I was really wanted to lean on you to, to, to get your feelings on, on what you think about, you know, central banks and the federal reserve taking these actions. I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's given the, given people the perception that the markets are strong, but what's it going to be, you know, six months from now, 10 years from now. It's just I, I've never seen anything like it. To be honest, it's just this huge dichotomy between uh, between the, the the reality, which is the real economy, and and the stock market. Um, and I think you know when you consider what central banks have done, um, in in particularly the Fed, uh, I think what they did is right. I think they've learned their lesson in 2008 when they haven't reacted fast enough and they've created a big crisis because of it. Um, and I think, you know, right now they reacted really fast and I think that's good. I think they ultimately that's going to prevent a depression if, you know, the trade war situation doesn't escalate uh, to a new level, which I hope it won't. But um, it's certainly dangerous right now. Um, yeah, that's an, another one of those variables that <laughs> no idea what's 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 going to happen, and um, it's it's interesting to to talk with people who are who are not living in the United States and to get your get their thoughts and feelings on 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 the current administration, um, and you know, not necessarily just what you think about President Trump, but more about the economic policies that, that he and, and the folks who are working with him are, are putting in place. Well, I, you know, I have the benefit of being uh, bipartisan. I, I mean, um, I don't I don't support any political party, right. uh, which I think if you're uh, working in the investment industry, I think that should be your goal because, um, you know, you shouldn't have any uh, biases towards one side or the other. Um, I tend to think that, uh, I, I hope, I kind of hope, um, you know, <laughs> taking a little bit of a risk saying this, sure. but I kind of hope Biden is going to win uh, because, but that's uh, purely because he's, uh, he's leaning more towards the political center. And 
um, you know, when you have when you have when you have a situation when you have two parties that are too far apart, you can't implement reforms. And like it or not, every country needs reform because we're a, a society is a living organism, and things change all the time. And you know, you want to implement reforms so you can stay up to date uh, with the changes. And unfortunately, over the last 10 years, uh, when you look at the number of reforms the, that have passed the U.S. Uh, Congress, um, you know, they've 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 significantly declined. And that worries me. And that's one of the reasons why I think someone who's a little bit more central leaning, um, like uh, Biden, could uh, could be better uh, for the economy. Well, it'll certainly be interesting. I could, <laughs> I could almost, I, I pretty much guarantee that. So, so as as you are. Um, looking at the universe of 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 money and 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 investments i mean are 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 you looking at like 10 screens and you're you're looking at forex you're you're looking at the s&p you're 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 looking at what 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 governments are doing and trade wars and and all this stuff how how do you focus your time and attention mm, so i tend to focus on the long term my goal, my main goal is making sure that my clients don't lose money. And, you know, um, I think as a portfolio manager, uh, that should definitely uh, be a priority. Um, so the way my, you know, because I'm, um, I'm, I have a little bit longer time frame, you know, I'm looking, you could, I guess, describe me as a buy and hold portfolio manager, but I certainly, I have a longer time frame. I don't need 10 screens and look at them and see, um, you know, what the price is doing on a one minute chart or anything like that. Having said all that, I still, you know, I still do my technical analysis. You know, I, um, I follow some people uh, that I think are great technical analysts and, you know, um, I, I somewhat lean on them. Uh, I would say most of my analysis is still based on fundamentals, uh, what's going on with the big picture. I definitely, um, you know, follow everything that the governments, the central banks are doing because, you know, all those policies are are eventually what uh, shapes uh, our economy. Um, so, you know, aside from that, I, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of smart people, and you know, I have I have uh, I have a few um, um, that I can reach out to, and we can uh, discuss uh, what's going on um, in the market. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't really need that many resources, I guess. Um, I have some, you know, I have obviously paid for some uh, databases, which sure. are, which would be uh, probably too pricey for a regular investor. Uh, but aside from that, you know, just reading, 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 read, you know, if you're investing in a company, try to know everything about it, like read their, don't, you know, read their financial statements, read their annual reports, read their quarterly reports, see what the CEOs are saying uh, how they're responding to questions, how are they responding to 
to the challenges. And then ultimately, you also have to decide uh, when you're investing if the price is right, because you can have a great company like, let's say, Apple. I think Apple is a great company, but I wouldn't buy it right now if, you know, I, I bought it when it was trading 30% lower where it is today. But, you know, right now, I think it's, you know, it's overvalued and, and ultimately, it also comes down to price. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> so... Companies like 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 Vanguard and these um, huge financial companies here that have uh, really paved the way and 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 rolled out passive investing to so many different um, people here in in the United States. What 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 are your feelings on uh, whether or not uh, just a average retail investor should be? Just buying the S and P versus going and trying to find individual stocks to buy. I think uh, I think ETFs uh, like what you're saying, like an uh, S and P 500 ETF. I think these are these are great tools uh, for retail investors. I think they present some dangers. Um, um, I think because uh, because when you when you buy an ETF. Uh, you're buying the good companies and the bad companies right. and you know because you bought them um, You know all of all of the companies are going to see their stock prices rise um, And you're kind of hoping that, uh, that the good ones are going to out- outweigh the bad ones But ultimately, you know, you're still buying an index. You're still diversified uh, the S&P 500 the, the people that are um, That are behind the index uh, you know they're they're smart people, so um, I think it it makes sense. But the problem that I have with index investing that you're still not like I have this mantra that you should always prepare yourself for every scenario because nobody can predict the future. I can predict the future. You can predict the future. They, retail investors can predict the future. So I think you know you should you should always prepare yourself for every outcome. Whereas if you just are doing index investing you're you know you're preparing just for one outcome just the positive outcome because you're hoping that the stocks are going to go up so if you're hedging your bets with something like um you know in the current environment gold like if you're also buying a gold etf um if you're let's say if you have a 80 percent in the s p and 20 percent in gold and if you're doing something like a dollar cost averaging which means that you're investing the same amount of dollars every month no matter what the price is doing that's really difficult for most people but no matter what the price is doing then i think you know etfs uh, can actually serve uh, retail investors well yeah i appreciate that how do you how, how what are your thoughts on on cryptocurrency just throw that huge question out there um <laughs> it's a tough one i i don't invest in cryptocurrency for me, it's too volatile. Um, do I think that something like Bitcoin is useful and it's going to be useful in the future? Yes, definitely. But, um, you know, this um, connects to my previous point, like, what's the price? You know, I, I, can, I, can pre- I can estimate what the price of a company should be because I see, you know, it's making money, it's selling products. But for Bitcoin, you know, it's really, really difficult for me to estimate what the price is. You know, I can base it off of um, technical analysis, and that's that's pretty much it, if you ask me. Um, 
so yeah that's why i avoid it i think in yeah. the long term it's probably gonna find its place uh but i uh, yeah i i prefer to skip that one <laughs> i prefer safe returns I, I appreciate that very much nice well liam savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them like develop good habits i think that's really important start developing good habits when you're young and you know i guess even if you're a little bit older just you know start developing them right now start tomorrow like you know just wake up early uh, make sure that your place that you're living in is in order go out and work out uh, be a nice person just strive to be the best i think that's you know that is great stuff. That definitely gets. Come on, come on. I, th- I think that the more that we can develop great habits and 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 work to be the best possible version of yourself, I am I am a hundred percent in favor of that. So, and to be kinder, I think that that's the best advice that uh, that we could probably give one another these days. And I I know because I go on Twitter every once in a while and I can see that we are not very nice and kind to each other. So I think that that I think that that's excellent. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, so I have a uh, I have a Twitter, obviously. Um, it's my first name, then my last name. It's at Will Fun Leon. Uh, and I post all the articles that I write. Um, I post them there. Uh, I also will throw some comments and some thoughts uh, on what I, on the markets, what are some opportunities that I see and so on. Um, I also have a LinkedIn. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at, uh, you know, my name, Leon Wilfan. And then also you can, you're welcome to, um, to visit La Harden Financial. It's, uh, it's, uh, the company I work for. And, um, you know, obviously I, uh, that's where you can find all, all the latest articles of mine, as well as, you know, if you want to become subscriber of one of our uh, portfolio products you can um you can subscribe there um yeah but just social media you'll I'll, i post everything in social media so that's probably the best one perfect well savage nation if you enjoyed this as much as i did show leon your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas you can follow leon on twitter and linkedin and then go to lahard and financial and i'll list all those in the notes of the show thank you again leon Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show.